everybody. Welcome back to the PT Podcast. This is Matt DeMauro, joined by my co-host. Chris Hinker, everybody. Welcome to today's topic, all about gaining greater numbers of physician referrals. I'm so stoked to be able to have this be our topic for today because we got a special guest on our show today. The referral queen herself, Miss Taylor Huggins. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. You know, I thought, uh, you know, as Taylor was um, cruising through our office earlier this week, I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't know you were in town. We absolutely have to get together, have a conversation about gaining greater numbers of physician referrals because Taylor currently oversees marketing for one of physical's company-owned operations. Um, It's a business out in the Las Vegas marketplace, and Taylor is currently averaging over 70 referrals on a daily basis coming from physicians. I mean, recently, Taylor, you just told me you had a you had a really great day. I think you said something like 80, something like that. We did. We had our record high for this year of 89 referrals in one day. Oh, what's the matter? You couldn't get to 90? <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Or 11 shy of 100? <laughs> Unbelievable. 89 physician referrals in one day. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast who have the desire to grow your practice, of course, you're going to need the patient population to serve in order to do that. And we all get physicians still are the dominant gatekeepers in our profession today for gaining access to patients for physical therapy. Today's topic is not about direct access. It's not about marketing to the consumer um, you know, population. It's about how do we better communicate? How do we how are we more compelling to the physicians within our marketplace? where they want to be able to provide their trust in the level of service we can provide to their patients. And I thought, you know, no better person than having Taylor join us today to be able to talk about some of the, some of the you know, tools that she leverages, um, you know, how is success created? And, you know, I guess I'll just flip it over to you. What's your secret? I mean, how'd you do 89 in one day? How'd that even happen? Sure. Um, Well, first off, it's definitely a team effort. Um, I think it's what you do and how you do it. So the what and how. The what in this case with directing everything towards physician referrals and receiving those is the physician liaison. Um, So that's definitely your your secret sauce right there is having a physician liaison um, and making sure that they're consistent and following the template that physical has. I got it. So, so physician liaison, like you're talking about like a person dedicated in, in marketing or like, a, I mean, would you say like a salesperson? Absolutely. Yes and no. I don't know if I like the term salesperson mm-hmm. so much for this, really more of a brand ambassador and advocate. Mm-hmm. More relationship building, right? hundred percent. It's all okay. about relationships here. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, so a physician liaison, having mm-hmm. a physician liaison has been critical to the success that you've been able to achieve. Am I understanding that right? Yes. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about like, like what they do? I mean, like what, like what is a physician liaison, I guess? Of course, so a lot of people think that the, the first line to the clinic is going to be the CCS, and absolutely they are when you first walk through the Wait, door. What's, what's a CCS for everyone oh, listening? Sorry, client care specialist, client our amazing ca- client care specialist. Yeah, so you see in the, in the physical land that we live in we have uh each each and every position has has a distinct title so like a receptionist we don't refer to as a as an object a front desk (laughs) they are a receptionist (laughs) and in our circumstance a client care specialist so ccs is our receptionist or a client care specialist 
Thanks for clarifying. Yes. So our CCS play an, a very important role, but the first person that anyone has any contact with really is going to be the physician liaison when we're talking about physician referrals. They are the face of the company. Whoever you have walking into that doctor's office, they are a direct reflection of what they perceive our care to be. So that role is extremely important. How you present yourself when you walk into that doctor's office, it's immediately associated with our brand. So it's very, very important. So, but this this role, I mean, this concept's not new and novel to to this industry, really to, to any industry. So like my, my question is for all these other people that are out there that have tried this before and are not seeing success or have had trouble with this, like what, what is it that you guys are doing differently? Is it the training? Is it the ability to manage these folks? Cause something is, you guys have got something going on that other people have clearly not <laughs> yeah. figured out, right? Yeah. Secret scripts, uh, you know, <laughs> is it a certain type of gift that's delivered or, you know, is it certain number of lunches? Yeah, like, I think, you know, that's what we're both just the, really Maybe just, the knowledge or the yeah. training, how to split up your day. There, I guess there's so many components that could be important here. What do you think? There absolutely are several components. I like to say you have to know your brand and know your brand. So the first part of know your brand is know physical. Um, who are you in your particular clinic? And not every clinic offers the same services. So your physician liaison really needs to know intricately who you are, what you have to offer, and be able to apply that to particular physician offices. So the message that they're going into a primary care physician with is going to be quite different than um, going into a specialized service, mm -hmm. right? You know, we're offering different services to those patients. And that's our, that's our purpose. That's our job is to go in and let these offices know how we can be an extension of their physician's care, how we can take care of their patients. They're their patients that we're just kind of borrowing for a while to get better on the road to recovery. Um, so that's the first part of know your brand. The second part I'm huge on is knowing your personal brand. Who are you with your personality walking into that location? You have to play up your best qualities. Um, someone that is more outgoing um, is going to have a certain way that they walk into an office and going to have a certain way that they speak to the staff there that may not work for someone that has a slightly different personality. They can both have very successful approaches, but the way that they go about it is slightly different. So you have to know your personal strengths um, and kind of play off of that. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes complete sense. And I know for, for most of us in this profession, I believe at one time or another, whether we considered ourselves to have the title of physician liaison or not, sure. acted in, in that type of like role or, you know, mm -hmm. in that type of capacity. So, you know, like, a, like an owner who's uh, just getting their business off the ground, uh, not even carrying a full caseload just because they don't have the patient population. Chances are they're out on the road knocking on some physician doors trying to build their business or, you know, their, mm -hmm. their practice. So we've all been put in a position where we have to be the face of the company or mm -hmm. the marketer, if that's what you want to be able to call it. But, uh, you know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, having having been deep involved with operations and, and being in a, a physician liaison at one point in time and then employing them, um, you know, I'd say there, you know, for, from an operations standpoint, physician liaison, I agree with you, Taylor, absolutely critical. But it is also absolutely critical to be measuring like the referrals that you're getting. Are you actually converting them? Uh, you know, just, just being able to have solid business systems and procedures and principles in place be, before the liaison. But, uh, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with Taylor. A physician liaison is absolutely critical to being able to enhance physician referrals. Because if you have, if you don't have a physician liaison, a competitor in your marketplace will. 
And who's ever building the greatest relationships with the physician community, of course, they're going to be top of mind. They're going to be the ones who are receiving all of the referrals. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious, like, where, where, where one would start? I mean, like, so, you know, if you have, if you're talking to another, another private practice or, you know, another marketer, as an example, and they're saying, like, hey, Taylor, I'm thinking about having a physician liaison. You know, I'm not sure that I can necessarily afford to have one full time. But, you know, I, I get the importance and I do want to have one. Like, where do you think they would start? Absolutely. And I mean, the amazing thing about physical is that we have a team dedicated to to helping the franchise owners get to that point of knowing when they're really ready to take that next step and hire a full-time physician liaison. Before that happens and the owner, practice manager, whomever it may be, they absolutely can get out there and advocate for their business. Um, it's really great to, to focus on 10 hours a week. Um, at least, okay. and everyone can kind of carve that out. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on ten hours a week. Okay, well, what am I going to do with that ten hours a week? How That's do exactly I exactly what I was wondering. How do I start? What do I do? So, if you're an existing clinic, then you already have a referral base, right? Um, so it's going to be a little bit different. Make sure that you know what that referral base is. Doctor so and so refers. Okay, well, do you have it? written down uh, or in a Google spreadsheet with the name, the address, the type Frequency. of practice, and then keep going with how often do you visit them? Mm -hmm. These are all really important things to keep track of for so many reasons. Um, so what we do is we have a doctor route, a four week doctor route. Um, it may not be up to four weeks uh, if you're just getting started, but basically start with a Google spreadsheet. Write down your referral sources. Make sure you have the important information, name, location, uh, what type of practice they are, phone number, fax number, and then continue on with visited on this date, spoke to so-and-so at the front, and document exactly what happened in that instance. Mm -hmm. Did you get back to speak to the physician? Yes, document that. Did you not? document that and really just start to keep track of that and build upon that list. So that's step number one is okay. you have to be able to measure where you're going, put a doctor out down yep. on a spreadsheet. So kind of getting a, getting a baseline, if mm -hmm. you will, yeah. of where you are in the practice. Exactly. Would, would, you, would you recommend that this list are physicians who are referring today? So like, you know, where is this referral opportunities. So like, you know, we all have physicians in the marketplace who are not referring to mm -hmm. us today that that can be. We mm -hmm. all get that. Mm -hmm. We know that none of us have 100% market share. So mm -hmm. to, to get started, to be able to create this, this Google document or this, you know, Excel mm -hmm. spreadsheet where I'm listing physicians, and then I'm going to begin listing, you know, what what happens when mm -hmm. I actually go to the office? Do I talk to an administrator? Do I get to talk with a physician? Or is it a mm -hmm. PA or a nurse practitioner? And I'm just writing down whatever the conversation is or, or what happened. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, is this list of physicians who refer to me today? Or is this just like a comprehensive, overarching market opportunity? Yeah, total physicians. Both. I would start with the ones that are referring to you today because okay. chances are you already have some relationships with people within the office. So this is going to get you in the habit of the doctor route to prepare you to go into those places and cold calling, so to speak, mm -hmm. walking into an office you've never walked into before. Yeah. You'll already have that practice down because you've written down and paid attention and actually made note of, oh, I saw Sally today. You've maybe known Sally for three years, but you're documenting it and getting in that process. So it's going to get you in that habit. So when you do walk into that 
uh, for lack of a better word, random office, yeah. um, you're going to feel a little bit more confident because let me tell you, it's scary. It's scary to walk into a brand new place and yeah, and just cold walk in. Right? I mean, it, it, it is, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. So definitely start with what you know yeah. no, I, and get the process I really, down. I really, really like that. And when you think about, you know, some, some tips or some strategies that would assist you in doing so, I mean, think about this for a second. You have physicians who are referring patients to you today. And if you're going to be, if you're going to start some of the physician liaison responsibilities going into those offices, you know, on, you know, whether it's weekly or biweekly, you know, in your instance, you said a four week doctor route, doctor route. So that's, you know, one, one visit per month. But as I think about this, I would see it, you know, to start. I would see the beginning of this be able to walk into an office to be able to give you know appreciation and gratitude for the support that the office has already been providing to you. Mm-hmm. So you're not there to ask anything. So I could see the very first time you go in and do something, you know, it may be you'd be like, uh, you know, Doctor X Y Z. You know, I'm just here to to say thank you. You know, thank you for having trust in our ability to serve the patients that you sent to us. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to say thank you. I absolutely love what you just said. Um, I think that's the perfect way to walk into an office is to go in and not ask, but offer, offer thanks, offer what you can do to help them with their practice, with their services, offer how to help their patients get better. Don't go in and just ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, earlier when we weren't yet on the air and we were just talking, I, I heard mention of this term physician purpose marketing. Can you can you explain a little bit more to those listening what what that means? Because it, you were well, I'll just leave it at that because you'd said it so well the first time. Uh, physician purpose marketing, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as we kind of discussed, we're focusing on physicians, not direct to consumer marketing. So, physician purpose marketing is going to be anything geared towards those physicians and those referrals. Yeah. So, and you know, like as as I think about it more, you know, having had some of these conversations. <laughs> years ago with other physician liaisons, um, you know, that I was directly overseeing. For us, we always, you know, began looking for, like, what's in it for the physician too? So like, is there any area that we can, that we can help you? So, you know, is there any area for us to be able to help make things uh, more streamlined, to have better communication about the patient that you're sending over to us? Um, Is there anything that we can do to be able to make, you know, authorizing the plan of care easier? Um, is there anything that we can do to help streamline your operation? You know, whatever it is, you know, there was always that, like, what's in it for the physician, you know, of course, other than being able to serve and support their patients. So I think that's what Chris was talking about. Yeah, it's the concept of always having a purpose to be there, some sort of value to bring or reason to be present other than just stopping by to say hi yeah. or, Hello. or, you know, Here's a box of bagels. We really hope that you, this office that knows nothing about us, will start sending us some referrals because I guess you're, you know your front desk team are starved or something. But it's it's a concept that I think a lot of people out in the marketplace are missing, even though it's relatively simple. Um, is the concept of what's your purpose for being there? Because if we talk about the macro trends in healthcare. These private practice physicians, which are representing your referral sources, they're getting squeezed in much the same way that we are as practitioners, too. They have less time. They have lower reimbursements that they're facing. And so they they find it, I guess, more challenging uh, to to have open arms to welcome someone like a physician liaison into the into the room because they themselves have to do more for the same. Mm -hmm. Right, right. 
So, you know, getting back into the tactical, like what to do in this type of circumstance or in this situation. So step one, just to reiterate, was to be able to take a look at the physicians who are already referring you today and make a list of them. So, you know, who who could I begin reaching out face-to-face, so not, not phone call, not written letter, you know, just face-to-face, walk into the office cold and give appreciation, give thanks for the support that they've been able to provide to you. So that, that would be step one. Look at your physician sources today who are referring, make a list, make a plan to be able to walk in and say thank you. So am I right on that, Taylor? That's what you would say step one is? 100%. What's step two? Where would we go from there? So uh, step one would be creating that plan, walking into the offices, getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, Step two would be kind of focusing on that purpose. You might, you have your list done, right? And you're like, okay, well now four weeks has gone by. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to walk in there with. So what does your practice have that's maybe different or new? Right. The second Uh, visit. (laughs) So we did the first visit. What happens on the second visit? Now what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a bunch of different things. I like to say, be prepared with a couple different options. So, um, have an idea of, okay, if it's a particular type of practice, what is it that you can offer those patients? If you have the opportunity to let them know what it is that we can offer, have that information ready in a quick little soundbite, if you will, you're not going to have a lot of time. So you need to kind of get to the point. Um, otherwise it would be, is there something that's going to make that gatekeeper uh, light up? What are you going to do to to help them out? Oh, you know what? We offer Saturday hours now. Just want to let you know any information like that, that you can Mm -hmm. have, have several things kind of lined up, but take the cue from how the clinic is that day. If they're extremely busy, it is not in your best interest or the company's best interest for you to push it to try and get your purpose across. That That is where you have to really be able to be perceptive, read the room and understand if it's not the right time to keep going. Right, great social awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I got that completely. That makes a lot of sense. So guys, if you walk into an office and you can see that the employees are stressed, just walk out. (laughs) So don't don't bother to, you know, because you, took the time to drive there you know, like it is what it is you know we all go through you know scenarios where interesting we're side note there is it worth it to let them see you and let them know that you know they're busy and you're walking out like well, to like build that. up that I to like let them that. know hey you know what i can tell now is not the right time for you let me let me help you and let me just come back at a different time. I think that's one of our strongest tactics in Vegas and that's what i teach my liaisons as well is just to kind of walk in read the room um, just kind of wave and say hi I can see you're really busy. I'm happy to come back another time. And nine times out of 10, you can see visible relief. Their shoulders relax, they sigh. They appreciate it because they have a lot of people coming through their doors that are very pushy and only want to speak to the physician. You don't always have to speak to the physician to have a successful visit. It's like, let me me brighten your day by leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, Nice to see you. Showing that respect, leading with respect and saying, hey, I respect that you're busy. I'm happy to come back. They'll associate that with the brand, with physical. Next time you walk in, they're going to be more apt to speak to you because they know that you're not going to be pushy. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. It's you know, a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not That's short-term. What it's about. Sure. Long-term. You know, one thing that I wanted to say for a future date was getting into the granular like aspects of what we would be saying or what we would we be doing during these visits. So I know we talked about the first visit being like a thank you, more of a gratification, uh, you know, appreciate your support. Um, second visit, you know, beginning to think about, you know, what type of 
either competitive advantages that your practice has, maybe you're mm-hmm. providing news, new hours, maybe a new clinician was hired, so you wanted to drop off you know, a biography, maybe set up a meet and greet, something like that. So step two, begin thinking about you know, what mm-hmm. future visits will look like. Don't just walk into one of these offices with no purpose where you're just, you're just there to smile and wave hello. I mean, that's not going to lead to success. You have to have a plan as to why you're walking into the office and what outcome you are seeking from that particular visit. So, you know, we, we won't go too deep into the messaging on what the visits look like. I want to stay a little bit macro, high level. You know, how would we begin to plan market? Like, how would we begin market planning? Because you said 10 hours is what you would recommend for someone to, to get started, be successful. And we already have, you know, the first, first, I get, I'm going to call them tiers because mm-hmm. to me, that's just how my mind works um, when I think about the opportunities we have to work with different physicians. So I'm going to say I'm going to bucket tier one as being physicians who refer to you today. That's, mm-hmm. that's tier one. Um, we obviously, again, you know, I'll reiterate, we all have physicians who are not referring to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, I will reiterate that one more time. How about the physicians that used to refer to you that don't refer to you any longer? Because that's a big, big bucket to me that I'm going to list at tier two. So do you have any action or, you know, do you, do you keep them on your list? Um, you know, is that, are those physicians that you routinely visit? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we, we like to kind of visit everyone. Um, and especially if they've referred to us in the past, there's probably a reason why they're not referring to us right now. So you need to figure out what that reason is. Um, Did we not get a plan of care signed in time? Did that upset the physician? Um, Did a patient have a bad experience? All of those things are very important to figure out to better your practice, number one. And that's the physician liaison's job is to really like branch, uh, be the branch that gap of, all right, what happened here? Why are they not referring? They did refer to us, they did like us, now they don't. Something happened, something occurred. So the liaison has to kind of figure that out. And sometimes it's going in and just simply stating, um, speaking to the right person, obviously, but mm. saying, hey, um, I just wanted to speak to you about it. Um, I know that we we used to receive the referrals and I just wanna make sure that everything's going well, seeing what we can do to improve. We're really working on improving all of our services. Um, do you have any feedback for us? I would love to hear it. And kind of start there um, and just see what they say. You'll probably sure, get an answer. A voice a little bit, mm-hmm. right. So, you know, in, in, in it just reminds me, um, <laughs> Funny, Chris looked like he was about to say something until I started speaking. I was, but I'm <laughs> practicing this whole idea of being very polite and building a long-term relationship because <laughs> I'd like to keep this podcast going. So I'm just gonna highly relevant. I'm just gonna come topic. back to that thought at another right. day, Matt. He's picking right, up on so, the social cues. That's you know, so, right. See, I'm learning. <laughs> but you know, like what this was making me think about is that you have to have some type of tracking mechanism in place to even know what physicians were sending referrals. Of course. Versus who's not sending them mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So I know one of the things that we do routinely in our business that I'll share with you, we track every single physician's referral volume every single month, every single physician. So now I'm not talking about the group practice, like if it's, you know, a practice with 13 physicians, it's, it's the individual physician. Yeah, exactly. And we track how many referrals come in on a monthly basis. And we also track the month over month um, comparison like year over year, uh, that may have come across as a little confusing. So you like, track the progression to see if it's going up, down, or staying the same. Year over mm-hmm. year compared against the same month. So, like as an example, 
did Dr. Smith in January of 2018, did Dr. Smith send as many referrals in January of 2019? Because many of us have seasonality, you know, like for those of us in, in the state of Florida, because that's oh, where we're doing sure. this podcast from, you know, the summer months, you know, the volume is, is generally lower. In the winter months, we have a tremendous flock of snowbirds that come, you know, to our marketplace. So we look at the just the year over year comparison of every single physician. And this helps us identify, you know, if, if something happened. So if, you know, Dr. Smith was referring hand over fist in January of last year, and he's not referring January of this year, what happened? Because that, that's a huge area for us to be able to understand. Um, you know, is it something reputation did, you know, um, pardon my language, but did we piss this physician off somehow? Um, you know, that's just what we have to be able to find out to be able to correct whatever happened. Um, if you just can't find out, you know, guys all say they, you probably have a competitor who's got a physician liaison now. So that's mm -hmm. probably what happened. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you don't know what happened, that's probably what happened. But there's also this third tier. So, you know, reiterate my tiers because I, I like calling this as tiers. Tier one, physicians who referred today. Tier two, physicians who used to refer but don't refer anymore. And then tier three, physicians that have never referred before. So, I mean, is that how you currently manage, like, the Las Vegas marketplace? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. How much, you know, when I think about, like, the time like the time allocation. I mean, like mm -hmm. how much time would you say is associated with each of those three different physician groups? Uh, yeah, 100%. So tier one, I would say 40%. Tier two, 30%. And tier three, again, 30%. You want to give your highest amount to those physicians that are currently referring, right? Those are your bread and butter. Yeah. But you still want to make sure that those other tiers are getting enough attention to be able to grow and build. Sure, yeah, take care of who's taking care of you. Mm -hmm. So I, I can understand why that's the, the majority, at, or at least at 40%. So for someone to get started on this, taking you know 10 hours a week into consideration, mm -hmm. that would mean four hours is dedicated to physicians who are referring to you today. There would then be three hours during that week dedicated towards physicians who once were referring to you, and then another three hours dedicated towards physicians who have never referred to you in the past. Is, mm -hmm. is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a question for those out there that are wanting to get into the some of the some of the nuance, some of the gray area. You've got a physician. They still send you referrals, but it's substantially less than they used to. Are they a tier one or are they a tier two? And is it just a change of, of messaging? Because we talked about the messaging a little bit, but where do you where do you allocate that person? I would keep them as a tier one okay. and investigate. So there could be many reasons why. Mm -hmm. um, have they did they used to practice five days a week? Now have they gone down to three? That right. happens quite a lot. Have they switched around their schedule? Mm. Um, have they expanded their practice? So you know, one one thing that I was thinking about here that. That makes a lot of sense with many of these practices. You got to think about the dynamics of, of these physician offices. So it's not always that the physician is the individual making the referral. Many times it's a physician assistant. Many times it's a nurse practitioner. Um, and even in some circumstances, it's a referral coordinator. So it may not even be the physician at all. So, you know, Chris, to, to answer your question from my perspective, I agree with Taylor. It would be a physician classified in tier one. 
And I would also want to investigate and understand why, you know, so I may pose a question to like the front office staff of the office or an administrator, you know, doctor, uh, you know, of course, after the introduction, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say like, you know, uh, Samantha, you know, Dr. X, uh, his, his referral volume, you know, seems to be substantially down, you know, over the same period of time last year. I'm just curious, you know, is everything okay? Um, you know, is he experiencing the same volume of patients uh, as he was this period of time last year? Is he on a vacation? Did we do something wrong? You know, just wanting to investigate. But that brings up an entirely new point. And, you know, I had no intention of going this deep, but I'll, I'll take it this, I'll take it this deep. So I'll give you another, I'll give you another tip. When you go into one of these offices that you can do with your tier one, you can even do it on your, your tier two. For a physician, that you're going in to give thanks, you're going to give appreciation. You want to know who sent the referral. So keep in mind, guys, it's not necessarily the physician who's making the referral. Many times they do set, you know, give one of their internal patients to a referral coordinator and say, I don't care where this patient goes, send them somewhere good. Like just send them to the best place. So for me as a physician liaison, I would like to spend my time, my efforts, on who really matters within the physician office. And many times it's not even the physician. So guys, ask. Mm -hmm. When you walk into an office, ask who is responsible for sending the referrals to you so you can thank them. Mm -hmm. So think about this on a very first visit. I walk in, I say, you know, my name is Matt from Joe's Physical Therapy Services. And you guys have been tremendous supporters of our business. And I I just had to pop in. I had to take a moment of my time to be able to say thank you. And I'm not quite sure who's responsible for sending us those patients, but from you know the trust that you guys have put in our ability to serve your patients, I just have to give a thank you. Like, who would that person be? Who can I give thanks to? That's an excellent point. I think that's wonderful. And I mean, once you're keeping track and know that this office is referring, that's a great opportunity to pop in with a little tiny thank you gift. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant, it can be a little goodie basket, something like that. But that's a great entryway in uh, to just say, hey, just wanted to offer thanks. Um, who is responsible? Just like you said, Matt, um, that's amazing. And then you can get that FaceTime with the referral coordinator, with that PA, whoever it may be. Yeah, I got it. So, you know, with, with the sake of time, we definitely wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter. We've already gone over what we had anticipated. So I'll, I'll close out with a couple of remarks. One, a physician liaison is critical to growing a practice in terms of growing the number of physician referrals that are received from that practice. That is number one. Number two, it does not have to be a full-time position. So it does not have to be a full-time role. You heard it from the referral queen herself. 10 hours a week is what is required to begin um, you know, changing and influencing the success of your practice. Number three, there are a couple of tactics and strategies that can be used to be able to help get the infrastructure set the, the appropriate way by looking at physicians bucketed into tiers. Tier one, physicians who refer today. Tier two, physicians who have referred in the past but have stopped. And tier three, physicians who have never referred to you in the past. Develop a plan of attack as to how you're going to be able to communicate to these physicians, find out who matters within the practice, and make sure that this is something that you're doing. Because if you're not, your competitor will. Mm -hmm.